0: still mean a lot, cause it's the time to get together and give all you got. You got food, good moods, and what's better than together with your people's square wishes. Give a toast by the tree. It's Merry Christmas. too close because Santa Claus on the
1: ceiling. Jack Frost Pinch the Grinch for being a holiday villain, season's greetings, all the proceeds are brought to you by the church house where we'll be eating, chestnuts roasting on the open fire, singing my jingle, where is Chris Kringle? I didn't cop when I ain't even shouting, been stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out. Now all I want for Christmas is my six-foot Chevrolet and a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly. Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing? How is Christmas time?
2: And my rhyme steady
1: bumping Everybody happy Hair happy. still nappy. Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy Catch me giving out turkeys at the sure. church Don't yes. try to work me Just stand in line And everything gonna be fine so, Holla at your folks, boys Gonna man. Ain't no help from no help, else Just a dumb thing.
3: of the spirit. Paradoxically, I'm about to climb a mountain on Christmas Day with a man named Larry Davis. Larry has climbed Mount...
4: David Sedaris has written three very funny, best-selling books and attracts big crowds. Collins is the poet laureate.
5: The name of the author is the first to go, followed obediently by the title, the plot, the heartbreaking conclusion, the entire novel which suddenly becomes one you have never read, never even heard of. It is as if, one by one, the memories used to harbor decided to retire to the southern hemisphere of the brain, to a little fishing village where there are no phones. Long ago, you kissed the names of the nine muses goodbye, and you watched the quadratic equation pack its bag. And even now, as you memorize the order of the planets, something else is slipping away, a state flower, perhaps, the address of an uncle, the capital of Paraguay. Whatever it is you are struggling to remember, It is not poised on the tip of your tongue, not even lurking in some obscure corner of your spleen. It has floated away down a dark mythological river whose name begins with an L, as far as you can recall, well on your own way to oblivion, where you will join those who have even forgotten how to swim and how to ride a bicycle. No wonder you rise in the middle of the night to look up the date of a famous battle in a book on war. No wonder the moon in the window seems to have drifted out of a love poem that you used to know by heart.
6: She said she liked the Snoop Dogg Christmas. Here we go, we're back. Oh,
0: that black? I want a oh. Super Nintendo. Yeah. Sega Genesis.
7: Now on the second day of Christmas, my homeboy gave to me A of hand dog that told me to take my mind off that weed Now by the third day of Christmas, my big homeboy gave to me Whole lot of everything, and it wasn't up a game to me.
0: Back then, you woke up to the sound. I saw mama kissing Santa, made you reminisce on the old fashioned Christmas days. Yes. If Smith's a fat man, jolly with joy, Ooh. down your chimney with toys for little girls and boys. Pumped up, I jumped up before the sun peeked in and hope to catch a Santa Claus creeping down my hall. Run to the window, put my eyes to the sky to see if I could see the sleigh that parlay and push the fat guy. I saw ain't no. When everything under this tree in my house is mine, my bike, that and this plastic nine and do fine till next year come. I try to see the same thing, they got us brainwashed up. And when you find it ain't no Santa Christmas, still mean a lot. Cause it's the time to get together and give all you got. You got food, good moods, and what's better than together with your people? When wishes give a toast by the tree, it's Merry Santa Christmas. Claus.
7: I didn't cop when I ain't even shout. I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out. Now all I want for Christmas is my six-foot Chevrolet And a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly. Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing? was Christmas time? And my rhymes steady bumping, everybody happy. Hair still nappy, gonna steal a gift from my old grandpappy. Catch me giving out turkeys at the sure. church. House. Don't try to work me, just stand in line and everything gonna be fine. Holla at your folks, boys, going down Ain't no helps from no elves, just the dog plan And we passing our gifts, blazing up splits. Christmas on the road, can you dig it? Can you dig it?
0: Santa Claus. It's coming straight Christmas Eve, I believe, 76 was the year Girls and boys full of joy with the season cheer Smell the sky, hell of pies and cakes getting baked To be ate after everything going off your plate But wait, not the night, it's straight beans and rice On the table, are we able to receive the night? I wonder what the morn bringing, so it's hard to doze off. Three o'clock in my socks, I crack the dope song. hoping when I open the door, I see Santa. Now who the hell is this in this blue bandana, messing with the boxes that's up under the tree, look like Santa Claus that crossed into a woman to me, now I'm coming to see the whole picture get clearer how we have less as x mess get nearer mirror mirror please it seems i've been deceived and thank you same trick for the gifts i received. so i breathe back and act like i ain't even it. this will be me and mom's privacy santa claus All we'll right. Back.
8: They know that they need you so I'm back in you Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto If anyone wanna know Tell I'm at so Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Sangin singing a song with water in my eyes. Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. Don't leave nothing but me.
2: Uh For a long time I felt without style or grace.
9: This old grave, that was hard to know, that was where he's at.
5: get to talk, tell us a little bit, but not too
9: much.
8: To be wrong
10: spend an entire afternoon huddled over a single serving of rice pudding. The K&W was past its prime, whereas my cafeteria was located in the sparkling new Crabtree Valley, a former swamp that made her mall look like a dusty tribal marketplace. The Piccadilly had red velvet walls and a dining room lit by artificial torches. A suit of armor marked the entrance to this culinary castle where, we were told, the customer was always king. As a dishwasher, I spent my shifts yanking trays off a conveyor belt and feeding their contents into an enormous foul-mouthed machine that roared and spat until its charges, free of congealed fat and gravy, came steaming out the other end. Fogging my glasses and filling the air with the harsh smell of chlorine. I didn't care for the heat or the noise, but other than that, I enjoyed my job. The work kept my hands busy, but left my mind free to concentrate on more important matters. Sometimes I would study from the list of irregular Spanish verbs I kept posted over the sink. But most often, I found myself fantasizing about a career in television. It was my dream to create and star in a program called Socrates & Company, in which I would travel from place to place accompanied by a brilliant and loyal proboscis monkey. Socrates and I wouldn't go looking for trouble, but week after week it would manage to find us. The eyes, Socrates, go for the eyes, I'd yell during one of our many fight scenes. Maybe in Santa Fe, I'd be hit over the head by a heavy jug and lose my memory. Somewhere in Utah, Socrates might discover a satchel of valuable coins, or befriend someone wearing a turban, but at the end of every show, we would realize that true happiness often lies where you very least expect it. It might arrive in the form of a gentle breeze or a handful of peanuts, but when it came, we would seize it with our own brand of folksy wisdom. I'd planned it so that the final moments of each episode would find Socrates and East. These- It suddenly occurred to me that we were all held captive in that prison known as the human mind, I would muse, or... It suddenly occurred to me that freedom was perhaps the greatest gift of all. I'd hoped to crack these people like nuts, sifting through their brains and coming away with the lessons garnered by a lifetime of regret. Unfortunately, Having spent the better part of their lives behind bars, the men and women I worked with seemed to have learned nothing except how to get out of doing their jobs. Kettles boiled over and steaks were routinely left to blacken on the grill. As my coworkers crept off to the stockroom to smoke and play cards or sometimes have sex. It suddenly occurred to me that people are lazy, my reflective TV voice would say. This was hardly a major news flash, and as a closing statement it would undoubtedly fail to warm the hearts of my television audience, who by their very definition were probably not too active themselves. No, my message needed to be more upbeat and spiritually rewarding. Joy, i think, whacking the dirty plates against the edge of the slop can. What brings people joy? As Christmas approached, I found my valuable fantasy time cut in half. The mall was crazy now with hungry shoppers, and every three minutes I had the assistant manager on my back, hollering for more coffee cups and vegetable bowls. The holiday customers formed a loud and steady line that reached past the coat of arms all the way to the suit of armor at the front door. They wore cheerful Santas pinned to their baubled shirts, and carried oversized bags laden with power tools and assorted cheeses, bought as gifts for friends and relatives. It made me sad and desperate to see so many people, strangers whose sheer numbers eroded the sense of importance I was working so hard to invent. Where did they come from and why couldn't they just go home? I might swipe their trays off the belt without once wondering who these people were and why they hadn't bothered to finish their breaded cutlets. They meant nothing to me, and watching them move down the line towards the cashier, it became apparent that the feeling was mutual. They wouldn't even remember the meal, much less the person who had provided them with their piping hot tray. How was it that I was important and they were not? there had to be something that separated us. I had always looked forward to Christmas, but now my enthusiasm struck me as cheap and common. Leaving the cafeteria after work, I would see even more people swarming out of the shops and restaurants like bees from a burning hive. Here were the young couples in their stocking caps and the families clustered beside the fountain each with its lists and marked envelopes of money. It was no wonder the Chinese people couldn't tell them apart. They were sheep, stupid animals programmed by nature to mate and graze and bleed out their wishes to the obese retired school principal who sat on his ass in the mall's sorry-looking North Pole. My animosity was getting the best of me until I saw in their behavior a solution to my troubling identity crisis. Let them have their rolls of gift wrap and gaudy personalized stockings. If it meant something to them, I wanted nothing to do with it. This year, I would be the one without the shopping bags, the one wearing black in protest of their thoughtless commercialism. My very avoidance would set me apart and cause these people to question themselves in ways that would surely pain them. Who are we, they'd ask, plucking the ornaments off their trees. What have we become, and why can't we be more like that somber fellow who washes dishes down at the Piccadilly Cafe?
8: Black Plastic Mutiny Radio. FM.
9: Happy holidays. Send us some money. Click on the website. We deserve it.
11: father been driving, we would have locked all the doors and ignored the stop signs, speeding through the area as quickly as possible because that's what smart people did. Pulled over and parked behind a van whose owner stood examining his flattened tire with a flashlight. Things might get a little rough up there, so just do what I tell you and hopefully no one will get hurt. She flipped her hair over her shoulder and stepped out of the car. Kicking aside, the cans and bottles that lined the curb. My sister meant business, whatever it was. And in that instant, she appeared beautiful and exotic and dangerously stupid. Local teens slain for sport, the headlines would read. Holiday hijinks end in homicide. Maybe someone should wait with the car,
10: I whispered, but she was beyond reason charging up the street in her sensible shoes with a rugged, determined gait. There was no fumbling for a street address or doorbell. Lisa seemed to know exactly where she was going. I followed her into a dark vestibule and up a flight of stairs, where without even bothering to knock, she threw open an unlocked door and stormed into a filthy, overheated room that smelled of stale smoke, sour milk, and seriously dirty laundry. Three odors that, once combined, can peel the paint off of walls. This was a place where bad things happened to people who clearly deserved nothing but the worst. The stained carpet was littered with cigarette butts and clotted dust-covered flypaper hung from the ceiling like beaded curtains. In the far corner of the room, a man stood beside an overturned coffee table, illuminated by a shadeless lamp that broadcast his shadow, huge and menacing against the grimy wall. He was dressed casually in briefs and a soiled t-shirt, and had thin, hairless legs, the color and pebbled texture of a store-bought chicken. We had obviously interrupted some rite of unhappiness, something that involved shouting obscenities while pounding upon a locked door with a white-tasseled loafer. The activity consumed him so completely that it took the man a few moments to register our presence. Squinting in our direction, he dropped the shoe and steadied himself against the mantle. sisters rushed from their rooms and gathered to examine lisa's friend who clearly cherished the attention angels you're a pack of goddamn angels she was surrounded by admirers and her eyes brightened with each question or comment which do you like better my sister amy asked spending the night with strange guys, or working in a cafeteria. What were the prison guards really like? Do you ever carry a weapon? How much do you charge if somebody just wants a spanking? One at a time, one at a time, my mother said. Give her a second to answer.
6: Something's fucked up with this turntable.
12: gifts for his friends and relatives. He decides to go to Jeff News, the large department store downtown.
10: Can I help you, sir?
12: Yes, I'm looking for something in
10: Any particular fragrance?
3: Yeah, I thought it might be a
10: Well,
2: there certainly is a large variety to choose from. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah.
13: That's where the store Santa Claus holds court. Probably some kid didn't get what he wanted and he's registering a complaint.
2: Hey, stop that, man. He stole my Christmas present. Hey you, stop!
12: Watch it, mister. Somebody could hurt Sorry, pal. I'm in a hurry. I understand. Christmas rush. Yeah. Well, I gotta run.
2: Hey, mister, give me my Christmas present. Go away. Give it to me.
12: Come on, kid, go away. What seems to be
2: the problem? He stole my Christmas present. The one that Santa Claus gave me.
12: Look, pal, she's my daughter. i wanted to surprise her. Now she's gonna rule the whole thing.
9: He's not my father. Give me my
13: present.
12: I think you better give it to her. Get out of my way. Put that gun away. Someone could get hurt. Not if you leave me alone. Oh, you're not. Later, at the Office of Scientific Intelligence, Colonel Steve Austin is in the security conference with his boss, Oscar Goldman. Good thing you called me in on this, Steve. When I grabbed that guy, he dropped the package and it broke open. I could see the thing inside was no ordinary Christmas present. That's why I picked it up and got it to you. Steve, you seem to have a talent for finding trouble. But in this case, you may have stumbled on a major espionage ring. An espionage ring? Steve, the man you fought with in the department store is Harrison Frederick's. For a long while, he's been known to be a free agent in the espionage market, selling his services to the highest bidder. But what is even more interesting to us is what he was carrying in that package. What was it? It was an electronic fuel cell for our latest attack missile, the SYR-9. The SYR-9? I thought that was out in
3: California. <laughs>
12: Landing on the Arctic terrain, Steve and Oscar were accosted by the enemy agent Ramat, at gunpoint, captured and locked up in an old warehouse. Is the wound serious, Oscar? I don't think so, Steve. Looks like a scratch. Where are we? It's so a wound. rather Where are we? Resume normal broadcasting shortly. you could make it no problem oscar i'm staying in town for the holidays steve the air defense command in colorado springs picked up an unusual radio message the other day on a restricted frequency no identification codes that's part of the problem all messages received over the defense network are preceded by an identification code and they are followed by a second ID code before signing off and this communication has no code on either side they can't even decode the message what are we going to do It defies analysis Steve. As a matter of fact, nothing on record as language or numeric code is anything like it. I've called in Dr. Landis. Ethel Landis? She's the top expert in the field of coded communication and she has a lot of kooky ideas Oscar. I know Steve, but we can't afford to overlook any possibilities.
13: and they've made a very nice living for me and it seems to have worked. Did you ever feel that this time the horror stories jinxed you, that something that you feared and had written about was coming true?
11: No, it never even crossed my mind. Um, It's strange because off and on uh, in my career as a writer, I have certainly written...
13: This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. My guest Stephen King was nearly killed in June of 1999 while taking his daily walk. He was walking along the gravel shoulder of Route 5, a two-lane highway near his home in Maine, when he was struck by a van driven by Brian Smith, who had several prior convictions for speeding and reckless driving. Over a year later, Smith was found dead in his home. King is still recovering from his injuries, which included nine breaks in his right leg, his right knee split almost directly down the middle, a fracture of his right hip, four broken ribs, and a scalp laceration that required nearly 30 stitches. His spine was chipped in eight places. Yet, fairly early in his recovery, he returned to writing. I spoke with Stephen King in 2000 after the publication of his book On Writing, which is part memoir, part reflection on his craft. The last chapter is about the accident. We started with a reading.
11: Most of the sight lines along the mile of Route 5 which I walk are good, but there is one stretch short steep hill where a pedestrian walking north can
3: see very little of what might be coming his way I was three-quarters of the way up this hill when Brian Smith the owner and operator of the Dodge van came over the crest he wasn't on the road he was on the shoulder my shoulder I had perhaps three quarters of a second to register this it was just time enough to think My God, I'm going to be hit by a school bus. I started to turn to my left. There is a break in my memory here. On the other side of it, I'm on the ground, looking at the back of the van, which is now pulled off the road and tilted to one side. This recollection is very clear and very sharp, more like a snapshot than a memory. There is dust around the band's taillights. The license plate and the back windows are dirty. I registered these things with no thought that I had been in an accident or of anything else. It's a snapshot, that's all. I'm not thinking. My head has been swapped clean. There's another little break here.
6: I'm the boogie. I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman. Turn me on, I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman. Do what you want, I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman. Turn me on. I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman. Do what you want, I'm your boogeyman, that's what I am. I'm here to whatever I can, be really body. I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman Turn me on I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman Do what you want I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman Turn me on I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman Do what you want I'm your boogeyman That's, That's what I am I'm, I'm here yeah Whatever I can being here to Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon or at